All right. We're, We're back, back, bitches. <laughs> I kind of feel actually weird saying that recorded. Like, it's been a long time since I've cursed on a fucking... Oh, uh, shit. You don't feel that bad. We're back, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have tried many times. Many times. We have... We have things that when we get famous one day, we will release these episodes. That we, we never, we never even released them. Because to be honest, editing is the most boring part of yeah. this. And so we would do all the work up front, record, and then just not post it. And then we'd be like, damn, we got to take pictures and yeah, and then, so yeah. But, but enough's enough. Enough's we're enough. Back, we missed baby. it and we're here. Yeah. No drama. Misha and I are still besties. Yeah. Life is just super busy. <laughs> it's been really busy. There's been a lot of change. We won't even get into all the change. It'll probably just naturally come out throughout this episode. But And future episodes. And future episodes. Because there's too much for one. Yeah. So today, speaking of how we thought things were going to go and they didn't go the way we expected it, <laughs> we're going to be talking about how we anticipate and expect things in life and how they go either the way we want them to be or the way we don't. Where are we now versus where were we thinking we'd be at this moment in time? Yeah. Great expectations. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> and uh, per usual, write us a review, follow us on social media. And since this is our first time back in two years, please tell your friends that we are back and share episodes with the people that you love in your life. Yeah, you gotta have some favorites, right? Like masturbation was a good one. Yeah, re-listen, re-listen Porn, to your favorites. Food. They're all great. There's so <laughs> many you could start back at the beginning and just like Holly does on. every three months. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I started to really miss this. <laughs> this is loud. And louder with, with Holly, Holly and Misha. Misha. You did the game. <laughs> All right, so let's just like get dark already and dive in with our classic. Would you rather? (laughs) So this is an interesting one because I watched this documentary yesterday, and this morning I woke up and was like, "Oh, this could be good for our show." So I'm going to ask you. So this documentary is based off of. Oh, I should. I need to look up what it's called. But it's based off these two twins, and one of them was in a motorcycle accident when he was like 18 years old, right? So when he woke up, he had no memory of anything, like never knew anything. But he remembered his twin. That's the only thing he knew. Oh, really? Yeah. So he didn't remember anything with him, but he knew that that was his twin. So because of that, like he trust, like had undying trust for him. So the twin, he didn't remember like who his mom was. No, like his mom was like, "You remember me, right?" And she's like, "No." Like they went to the house, like. He did not remember anything. Were these identical twins? Yes. Okay. Although they didn't wow. look identical, but they kept saying they were identical. I guess they were. They had stressful lives in different ways. And well, I'll get to that. One guy's face looked different because it got smashed in by a motorcycle no, accident. No, surprisingly not. <laughs> okay. Good. Um. So okay. So the premise is because of that, the twin basically told him all of his life, right? So like he would be like, "Did we go on family vacations?" Because they were British. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday. Oh no, holidays. Did we go on a family holidays? And he was like, yes, we did. He gives this picture of us at a beach. And he's like, wow, cool. On to the next. Like, never really questioned anything that his, his, you know. I was just going to say, what if he just said. made up a bunch of shit to make his past sound better than it was? Well, well, funny you should say that. So the father dies and, and at the deathbed, he asked for the kids to forgive him. And the kid who, the guy who was a twin who got in the accident said, yes, I forgive you. And the other one was like, absolutely not. Wait, but did he even know what he, 
no. saying I forgive you for? No, no. He's a holly jolly man at this point because he has nothing to live from except for this jovial life that his brother like told him about right rewrote rewrote he wanted but he never knew that so that was the first like weird thing then when the mom died i can't remember what happened when the mom died but basically it was like again the 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 other brother was like fuck that mom like what and and he ended up becoming like having a good relationship with her for like the next 10 years like the the motorcycle motorcycle accident let's call him tim i can't remember his name so tim the motorcycle accident man <laughs> he then has a good relationship. So when she dies, he's sad, right? So they start cleaning. That's where it's gonna. <laughs> that's where this it's gonna get deep. Crazy. They start cleaning the house. Oh, also by the way, they never the the boys never lived in the house. They lived in the shack. What? Right. They never had keys to the house for some reason. They weren't allowed inside. No, nope, but they like liked it. They had their own space. Right. Was it air conditioned? I don't know. It was in the like. 70s maybe not probably not they're like the countryside of somewhere so that was weird right but they thought he thought it was the father so when the father died he thought all right cool now we can go to the house the mom still wouldn't let him in the house okay how old are they at this point like 20s in their 20s so not only can they not live in the house they're not allowed to step inside they can go in but they don't have keys to it (laughs) what i know it's so weird i don't get that part right okay so we keep going so that's weird then the mom passes away and they start cleaning out. He's like, great, now we can finally go in this house. They start cleaning the house and they find, one of the first things they find is a picture of them two as young boys naked with like the top of the picture cut off so their heads are not on it. Uh-oh. Right. And so the guy's like, what? What is this? And he's like, did we get molested as kids? And the twin said, yes. Oh no. And then he says, from who? And he says, your mom. And then after oh, that, no. the twin never talked about it ever again. Like completely, like would not talk about it because the twin who remembered everything, remembered everything. So when he started making this story for Tim, he kind of like therapeutically took it out of his memory too. So in order for him to have to come back and tell him all the things that happened was so too like, traumatic for it? him. So he said, no, I'm not going to do it. So this film was them finally sitting in front of each oh other my God. and him telling him what happened and what it was is that the mom would molest both of them in the same room would <gasps> oh, make them touch each other no. and then would take them to friends houses to the guys and then have them sleep over and the guys would do stuff there so my would you rather is would For you rather want to know or not fucked up oh my god <laughs> okay so the dad was like will you forgive me for not like stepping in and saving i guess you? so how the fuck do you allow that to happen? But like, then there are parts that kind of sound like the dad didn't fully know what was going on. But he just had some inklings that some yeah. abuse was happening. Still. Oh, my God. Okay, can I please point out that Misha gives me so much shit when I get even half as dark as that. This was but Misha's But this was idea. a show. This wasn't like us just thinking about things. But that's I also prompted. You would so, just say this. It's so unfortunate that this is someone's reality. Yes. So my question uh, is, would you rather not no. want to? I'd rather not know. I think that the, the brother that didn't tell him did a good job. And, so and gave too. him, and that brother's fucked up in the head because he remembers all this shit. So he's like, yeah. "Why would I want to do that to you?" Well, I think, yeah, if I was the person who didn't remember, I wouldn't want to know. But from the other twins' perspective, I could see that 
I could see carrying that by yourself, feeling really heavy and dark and like needing the other person you went through it with. See, and, and Tim, the, the, he's, that's not really his name, but the right. motorcycle guy, he felt like they had never been the same because they knew everything together. And so him not knowing this, he started doing research on his mom and all this stuff, but he always felt like something was missing. We felt like there was this one piece that they weren't connected by as twins. And it was the, trauma. And it was trauma. And he told him, he warned him. He couldn't even tell him. He was like, I can't even tell you to your face. So I, I did a video. You're just going to have to watch this. I'll, I'm going to leave the room. Oh the, it's called Tell Me Who I Am. It's on Netflix. It's, it's No, thank you. It's only an hour and 26 minutes. It yeah. was pretty good. I, <laughs> honestly, like, what a gift to get into an accident where you forget all Forget of all that. of that. Like, what if he wasn't a twin? Like, he would never have realized that. But also, like, fuck that mom. I hate that she had no repercussions, that she just got no. to die. And that's what that's what the twin said, the other guy that knew everything. He's like, I the fact that. that, like, I never said anything, so nothing ever happened to her. Oh, my God. That's that's dark. That's very dark. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely would want to know. I would not want to know. That is a really easy one for yeah, me. Yeah, that's fucked up. So, yeah. Okay. So... On the topic of expectations versus reality. <laughs> Sorry, it was hard to definitely, hard to definitely don't think he expected that to be the <laughs> no, missing link. He did not realize that. Yeah. That's intense. Well, we're going to read some silly quotes and then dive into our own personal lives and expectations from the past, present, and future. Uh, okay, this is funny. There are two ways to be happy. Improve your reality or lower your expectations. <laughs> by Jody, how do you say her last name? Bacult. Bacult, who's a rom-com author. Is oh, I said? thought you said a. I thought that said a corn author. I was like, did you mean to say porn? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a porn. Yeah, she's a rom. Well, not rom. Romantic. Romantic novelist. Romantic novelist. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, which is so funny. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. This other one it says happiness is the gap between expectations and reality. So the irony is that nothing is more pessimistic than someone full of optimism. They're bound to be disappointed. That's by Mo Morgan Hosel, who's the author of Psychology of Money. Which I got to sit with that one because I feel like being an optimistic person is looked at as a good thing yeah. in our society. And it's like, just be more positive. Be more positive. Yeah. Look on the bright side. But I, I could say that that is... You don't want too much of it because then it's then you're just alluding you're it's like fake, right? And I can see how like it's healthy to be optimistic about your present situation, yeah, but not about the future because that's out of but your be control. Pessimistic as fuck. Like about you the don't future. you don't need to be pessimistic. <laughs> I guess yeah, you just need that balance of like whatever is going to happen. I will do my best to react positively and roll with it. Is that? Can that be a type of optimism? I think so. Right? I feel like yeah. that's just, what is, what's the definition of optimism? I view it as like looking at things with hopefulness and gratefulness. Okay. Yeah. Then I think that, yeah, I think that works then. Yeah. Wow. I, I feel like we're pretty optimistic people. I Although you can go dark sometimes. Yeah, maybe that's my balance. Your 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 dark though is 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 
being pessimistic of potential outcomes that probably are not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. That's your, yeah, that's your pessimistic. My pessimistic is more like fuck everybody sometimes. I mean, I definitely, I think I feel that too. Yeah. I just maybe don't say it out loud as much. Yeah. I, so I then do. when you, when I said it yesterday, you don't owe anybody shit. Do you know how many, okay. We just got to pause anybody on this. Shit. So for clarification, everyone, I tend to send people way too long of text. <laughs> Someone asks me a question and I have to explain how I get to my answer, why I feel the way I do. It's ridiculous. It's way too long. And Aaron tells me all the time too. He's like, less is more. Just shorten that. Just say yes. And so Misha no. was like, you don't owe people explanations or reasons. Just give your answer. And literally just since you said that last night in like five or six, five or six text messages, that I've sent today, I have started really long <laughs> and deleted. What would Misha do? What would Misha say? Yeah, literally, I heard you in my head and I was like, I don't owe them a damn thing. <laughs> and I would go from like four sentences to four words. I did it to you even. Aaron's gonna Aaron's gonna reach out to me in like two weeks. He's like, what did you do to Holly? She literally doesn't do anything for me anymore. <laughs> and she just keeps saying like, I don't owe you a damn thing. <laughs> When it comes to the text message, though, he's going to be like, thank you. <laughs> it will be like paragraph, 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 two words from Aaron, paragraph from me, paragraph from me, one word from Aaron. <laughs> That's so um, funny. But yeah, anyways. So, all right, let's jump into the full topic. So where we think we'd be versus where we are now. I mean, yeah. I think most people, especially girls, women growing up, we always thought about relationship stuff, right? Like- when will I get married? When will I get engaged? When will I get married? How many kids will I have? Will I live in a house, a shack, a mansion? Or do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I love playing MASH. We should play MASH. We should play okay, MASH. Okay, later in this episode. Yeah, we will. We're, we're whipping it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely think it's so weird kids talking about having kids in the future. Yeah. But I thought about it all the time. Yeah, that I, and I did too. I think I thought more about, yeah, just like the idea of everything. So, okay. So for you, when you were in like high school, what age did you think you're, well, yours is different. You're still with the man. You're still with the boy from high school. Like with me in high school, I'd be like, oh my God, we're going to be together forever. And like, no, we never were. But I think this is going to be a really fun dynamic for, for us to see how we answer. So also just for reference listeners, we're going to talk about what where we thought we'd be when we were in high school and straight out of college because I feel like those are two very distinctly different yeah. times in your life, but and, where you're thinking about the future a lot. And also, if you're listening for the first time, Hallie is married to the man that she had a first kiss with. Let's just say that Not I first. kissed <laughs> and did a lot of other things before I got married. So we have different views. But okay, also he was my first kiss, but he was my first makeout. Same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, okay. So, okay. If our first topic is relationship, relationships, yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I did not think I would end up with Aaron. He felt like this unattainable goal. Um, I mean, technically, we started dating right when I graduated. But even then, oh, even then, I was like, man, I would love to be with this person the rest of my life because I'm obsessed with him. But there was always this like, cynical part of me that's like but we're just kids what are the odds of that uh -huh. and so I always thought of him as like oh my god he's so popular and he's so talented 
And once he finds out how like weird I am and how much anxiety I have and all my anger problems, he's not going to like me as much. <laughs> but guess what? He stuck it out <laughs> for the long haul. So I would say in high school, I really didn't. Well, okay, so not him. expecting Aaron, how old did you think you were going to be when you got engaged? Did you ever think about that? I was thinking, yeah, early 20s. Same. I was hoping during or right after college. And how old were you when you got engaged? 22. Okay, so that yeah. one worked. Okay, so for mine, <laughs> I wanted to be engaged by 21, 22, I think. I think I, so let, let me just say, I think I can still spew it out. I'd say... I want to be engaged by 21, 23, married by 24, 25, have my first kid by 27, and my second kid at least by 30. And stop there. Yeah. I never okay. wanted a broad of children. I wanted like so, two, maybe three. I would say in high school, yeah, I wanted to be engaged by like 23. I wanted my I wanted to be married by like 24, 25. First kid no later than 27. And then like wrap up my fourth kid. Oh, by like 33, 34, oh. just like boom, 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 boom. Okay. Now, once I was like post-college, that definitely dropped to like two kids. Okay. But what age? And I still thought I was, well, at that point when I graduated college, I was about to be engaged. And then I thought, okay, we'll probably have kids, you know, it'll be a little bit later because Aaron's route to being a doctor consumes all of his time and energy so i was like oh we'll have our first kid between like 28 and 30 and yeah. then have the second one like a year or two after that yeah and again for listeners who may not know me as well i am 31 and barren <laughs> happily barren <laughs> and you've been married since what age 23 so our eighth wedding anniversary is this november damn Okay, so for so so in this case, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm very glad I don't. But have kids but right half now. of your expectations were hit. Yeah, other than like, the kids, your timing for engagement and getting married was what you wanted. Yes, which now looking back, I think is abnormally young, and most people should probably you not done it do. Again. But I personally don't have any regrets because I'm very lucky that it did work out with this particular person and the timing, and just like you know, our lives still aligning through all of our changes and his crazy career. It all worked out in that regard. But I think for a lot of people, when they get married young, they grow apart because they like don't know who they are, or what they want yet. Yeah. So thankfully that didn't happen for us. But yeah, the, the kid thing is the biggest difference where we're like, Ooh, we thought we'd be like really wanting kids by now. We don't Aaron yet. Did? Both of us. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, we so, thought we would start having kids while he was still in residency. Did you just say you're 31? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I definitely thought. I keep forgetting how young you are. Oh, how old did you think I am? 33. <laughs> what? You skipped a couple years. I mean, it's all the same. 30s are all a blur. Okay, They're so, all blending. So get, tell the listeners how old you were when you got engaged, married, and where you're, and how old you are now. I got engaged. Shit. Okay, so wait. I'm 38 now. So I got married when I was 36. I got engaged when I was 35. And like, and let's just also throw this out. My mom got married when she was 34, had oh. me at 36 and Monty at 39. And I always remember being like, I will never be an old mom. I'm going to be a young mom. And now I'm like, I see what you did there. And I agree. And now I'm past her. Now I'm like. So like, 
yeah, how do you feel about the outcome being so different than your expectation? I think I'm 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 back and forth on it because I we do want to have kids and we're we're trying and going through. I mean, we're not doing anything yet where it's like the next steps outside of just fucking without <laughs> condoms and shit. But um, you're tracking now, right? Yeah, like, like give or take. I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing. We really want to have kids, but also like kids are a lot. I think that I'm not at the point right now where I'm like I will do anything to have a child like right. i still feel like i'm like i'm okay waiting another couple of years if i could now i gotta go and see if i can like you know i'm getting older so maybe but like i have a lot of women in my family that had kids late like 38 39 40 41 42 so you know i think the i think if it wasn't for being worried about having difficulties i would be fine with not having kids for another year or two especially because whitney just got back into undergrad with with um with uic and so he's gonna be in that for another two two and a half years yeah. it's like i don't want to be uh-uh yeah uh-uh. i'm not trying to be here by myself that's the with crazy baby. thing is like, absolutely not the logistics of having i don't understand how people do it i don't but, either but this is the thing. i think we overthink it you just do it i mean there listen. are no logistics with kids it's just you just you just figure the shit out even if from what I, i've heard even if i accidentally got pregnant the first year we got married and i had to basically raise a kid by myself while aaron goes through med school and residency we could do it. Yeah. It would be hard as hell. I mean, people do it without a partner anyway. Exactly. So like, I think I think when that's your circumstance and that's your reality, just, you, you make it, it work because yeah. you have to. Yeah. But if you have the ability to try and, like, line your ducks in a row more, yeah, that's ideal for me. Same. But so then aside from, like, the potential stress of having kids – you don't mind that you got married later in no. life, right? No, because I was in a long relationship for nine years that thankfully we did not get married. And then after that, I had a fun couple. Well, I've had a fun like year and a half and then met with and then we had, you know, our dating years. And so, so I think, no. yeah, like all of that. I've, as cheesy as it is, I think all of that prepared you to be ready for wit. Yeah. And to be the person that would be ready to marry with. Yeah. And, and vice versa. I think he went through the same shit. Yeah. So it worked out. I mean, timing wise, it worked out. I'm happy that I, that I didn't get married too, too early, but I mean, I'm just happy. With, yeah. I'm married. I'm happy. Me too. We're fucking happy. I'm just married. We're I'm so happy. lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Marriage is the best. Ew. See, what's funny is like <laughs> Holly fully still 100% feels that. And every once in a while I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I love him, but shit. But I love him. I mean, I. <laughs> it would be a lie to say I never get annoyed with Aaron. Uh, but um, what I do is, I think I get more annoyed with him when I come across something when he's not there. And then I bitch him out like he's not there. So yeah. I, I bitch him out as if he was in front of me. So you don't bitch him out. So I don't do it in real life. So that by the time I see him in real life, I'm like, well, today. <laughs> okay. Quick example. There is a small pile of like papers and different things where I don't always know if something is trash or if it's important. Right. So I'm just going to make a pile. There's a very small pile that I'm not kidding. I have asked him to go through for over a year. Oh my God. And then I just recently like gutted our big closet full of crap 
And then it became like a big box of stuff where I'm like, I like, don't know if we need any of this. Cause a lot of it's like cords and different technology stuff. So like, can you just go through this as well? So then the pile became an overflowing big box and that I've been asking him to go through for probably two months. Uh-huh. I've asked him so sweetly <laughs> and so patiently at least 10 times. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he works so much. He has foggy brain, whatever. I'll keep being patient. And then today I said, Aaron, you don't work today. You don't work tomorrow. If you do not go through this pile by the end of the night, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) Okay. I was like, you have to do it. All right, Hallie. And he was like, okay. And I say, if he doesn't do it, throw that shit out. (laughs) Throw it out the window. Wait. This chair that we're sitting on, this chair, yeah, it's big as fuck, right? <laughs> it's fine, right? I redo this room. I'm about to throw this chair out. Which, like, don't throw that chair out. It's a good chair. I'm like, you never use this fucking chair. Also, never. Yeah, Fievel's ripped it apart. There are claw marks all Fievel's over. Ripped apart. I got it from the alley, like, <laughs> in great condition. Fievel used it more than any of us. And we don't need it. But but once I say now if I would have just thrown it out not even asked him I wouldn't have noticed I just did that to his sweatpants the other day he was like where are all my sweatpants I'm like well how many do you have because I'm like if he only has one <laughs> he's like like three or four I was like they've got to be <laughs> so lessons learned wait did throughout. you throw out his sweatpants because they have like holes or something because there's like or... stains on yeah. them and shit oh yeah they're not cute and he's like keeps keep... let them go I just threw a shirt out I'm doing I'm I'm about to start. Throwing shit out. I'm not asking anymore. So between the two of you, does he like save more shit and for longer? Mm. It's just that you go through it more. Yes. I, I would say probably I'm more of the hoarder than he is, but my hoarding doesn't bother him. His Fair. bothers me. I see so what that's you're the saying. Problem. But we digress. <laughs> okay, um, so okay. let me. Uh, maybe we just finish up this section and then we'll pause. Okay. Um. So, some interesting stats. Now, as we mentioned, we were expecting to be married by like early to mid twenties at the latest. Yeah. But the average age for the first time you get married for men is thirty. In the United States, and for women, it's twenty eight. I wonder what it is when we were young, though, like when That's we were in question. high school, because I know that it's shifted. Yeah, because it's just our generation is just not getting married as young as it used to be. True, I know it was significantly younger, like in our parents' era, but I didn't see specifically like what was it like in the in two thousands. Yeah, yeah, but that makes sense. I'm not surprised by that. I feel like, I feel like I, do you think you, do you think you know more married or non-married people right now? Uh, that's tough to answer. I think I'm friends with more married people, but I still know a lot of single people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a stupid question. That's tricky though. I would say uh most of the people i work with and most of the people i do comedy with are not are not married yeah which is really interesting yeah like i was gonna say a lot of the women that i work with that are in their 20s early 30s are not married i don't think Hmm. any of them are actually 
Interesting. Yeah. So honestly, maybe in five years, those this is gonna shift average more. ages I'm pretty yeah, sure will, will be even later. Um, and our last one is there are, okay, so average kids per family in the U.S. right now. What would you have guessed? I would have probably said like two, one me, and a me, half, yeah, two. I would guess two. It's now 0.78. People aren't even having full children. <laughs> They're having weird 0.8 children. <laughs> Can you imagine a kid like, what are, okay. That, that. I almost <laughs> painted a picture that I was like, wait, kids like, are born without like feet. So we don't want to go far, there. Too far, too far. Don't want to go there. But it's basically just to say that like, there are more and more married people not having kids and at all. And choosing not to. And Misha made a great point. Or just choosing to have them later. Right. Like Aaron and I have been part of the married couple statistic for eight years. And yeah, you don't have kids. All eight You're of those years, zero else. kids. But it's just so interesting because like, I know a good amount of people who are in their 30s or 40s and don't want kids and will never have kids. And I didn't expect to know as many people as I do that yeah. are in that boat. Do you see any similarities in, in who they are? <sighs> are they selfish? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I think they're just like very self-aware and yeah. they're like, this is just not what we want. I mean, listen, like, there should spend... have been plenty of mom and dads that should have done that before and should have been parents. Oh, for sure. The amount of kids that have probably been fucked by par parents that shouldn't have been parents and could have just had happy lives by themselves. I think for our parents' generations and older, it's just a box that you didn't you even, just do. You yeah, didn't you even think about it. not yeah. checking it. Yeah. You're just like, this is the next step Like, because yeah. I'm not a weirdo. Yeah. But I think... We are one of the first generations, generations like to cats, go. Dogs, plants. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> do I actually want this, and would I actually be good at this? And does this? And I mean, you do it too for the environment. Like, oh, we're not even going to jump in that. Go and listen to one of our other episodes for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we even have a having kids episode, so yeah. feel free to catch up on that. Okay, so <laughs> now we're going to break it up and talk about either our best or our worst thing that we ate this week. And quite frankly, did it meet our expectations? So I'm just going to go with the first thing that stands out in my memory. There is a small Cheval near me and I was like, whoa, they have a, a vegetarian hour. burger. Oh, why? And small Cheval makes really good burgers. I bet you they could crush this and make why? a really good vegetarian burger, too. Was it like a Beyond Meat burger? Yes. Or Impossible? I don't remember. It was so disappointing. Really? I'm surprised because I'm not going to lie. It's fine. I've had side-by-sides, Impossibles, and the, and the regular at different restaurants. And there's times where I actually like the Impossible more. Yeah, what not in this case. It? it just It's just lacking, like there's just something that I really, really missed about the, the fat from the, the burger. The soul of the cow. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it was also, I didn't realize till after the fact, it's also $3 more expensive. Oh. Tell me why. Because Impossible Burgers are expensive. Well, that's dumb. And I learned that I don't even think they're healthier. It's no, they're like, not. They're definitely, they're more in calories. Uh, yeah, there's more in sodium. I, I oh, just looked at it. And get this. When I was ordering it, they're like, yes. Yeah, I think too. They're, they're like, just so you know, the impossible patty is cooked on the same skillet as the beef. I was like, that's fine. I'm not really a vegetarian. I'm just trying to eliminate a little bit of guilt. 
And then they were like, and the fries you're ordering are cooked in beef fat. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is just a scam. What the fuck? Right. So not worth it. Just not going to do is, that. This is like partially about this, but also just in general. I'm really annoyed that now regular burgers are doubles. It bothers me. Oh, I love it. I don't need a double every time. Like, sometimes I just want a single fucking patty. That's fair, but I... And, like, all these places now are, like, the 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 cheeseburger has two. Why? I do hate, though, when there's just too much bread. So I'd rather have too much meat than too much bread if I had to pick I just want to have none of too much. perfect ratio. Yeah, just the ratio <laughs> that I want. I don't mind the double, but that's fair. All right, so the best thing that I had this week, and like I, uh, you know, with where I work now, we're trying shit all the time, but there's two things that I had that were on this menu that we just made. This elevated Chicago classics menu. Sorry, I don't know why I said that so slow. I felt <laughs> like I was about to have a stroke. Oh my God. Oh um, and what they did is that we switched up Italian beef and hot dog and made them sliders okay so the classic chicago style hot dog slider was pork belly uh, with all the fixings uh, on a sesame seed no not sesame seed on on a what's it a sesame seed bun i don't know fucking delicious my eye just switched that's how delicious it was <laughs> and then the other one for the italian beef was on a hawaiian bun i love hawaiian okay? buns and it was italian rolls. beef with melted uh either provolone or mozzarella cheese oh. and jardinera chopped up so it was almost like a like a like a like a philly cheesesteak kind of situation God, but then oh it was so good and you know all the ingredients they're using are high quality I'm so jealous of your daily food. Yes, sorry. I miss it. <laughs> so when it comes to our careers, yeah. what did you want to be at this age that you are now? What did you want to be at 38 when you were in high school? And then like when you were 22, what did you think you were going to do? With the rest of your career life. Well, okay. So the first, I do remember in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I ended up going into school in education. I was like, sweet. I get summer. (laughs) 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 So I went to U of I in school of education. I immediately switched out of that after the first semester, maybe the second semester. So I guess I wanted to be a teacher. And then in my twenties, I wanted to be in, I don't know, marketing, advertising. I just wanted to make money. That like by the t- by getting out of college, I just wanted to make money. Well, and I feel like what I've heard you say in the past is more like you care about your lifestyle and just having enough money to be comfortable with your spouse and like future kids. Yeah. And you don't you didn't really feel set on the actual route to get to yeah. that. Yeah. And I thought it was easier. I didn't realize like I thought my parents were lived comfortably and now I'm like oh no they they had money that I don't have right now how am I gonna do this it is interesting to think like where were my parents at my age oh my god my parents at my age at this point had a house in Oak Park both were in their top of their career one kid going on two yeah yeah mine had two kids a really nice brand new house 
granted, my grandpa worked in construction and like built the house for and my mom. And it was in Iowa. And it was Iowa. But no, no offense so to cheaper. Iowa audience. No, but it's cheaper. Is that what you guys call them? Iowa, I have no Iowans. idea. Iowans. Iowans. That's what we say. I like Iowanians better. <laughs> I do too. Um, okay. So what do you want to be? But now, talk about what you do now, because since the last time we recorded, you had a different job. Yeah, I went back. So I'm back in Blue Plate. Ooh, I don't know if I should say that anymore. Can we beep things out? That'd be funny. That'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, so I'm back in events, and I'm fucking loving it. I, uh, I missed it. And I'm happy. And I go to literally the other Sunday, I was driving and it was like eight o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, it's Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. And I started to smile. Aww. And it freaked me out a little. I was like, oh my God, you fucking weirdo. No, that's how it should be. I'm yeah. so happy because I remember you having a lot of Sunday scaries in the past. Oh God, yeah. And With my last I, position. Uh, I definitely thought you're much more of an events person. Yeah. So Misha produces events and like makes everything happen, like organizes all the yeah. vendors and helps pick yeah, out menus. menus. And, I love picking up menus. Yeah, and you get free food every day and you get to be a part of tasting. Yeah, and, and I get free food every day and I don't work out anymore. So that's another struggle that we don't <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. But, but I, I'm I, happy. I see such a shift in you, and so I I think it's um yeah, it's just great. Yeah. And, I, and I, just to preface, Misha never left this company. We all got laid off. Yeah. The, <laughs> the problem was the pandemic. Yeah. That's the thing that changed her route. Otherwise, you'd I pro- would probably yeah, you would definitely be, there, be so. like a salesperson by now. But it did give me a different perspective on it. I don't think I appreciated it as much as I do now on what mm. I do. Like now I really love what I do. I mean, I guess before I liked what I do, did, but I don't think I really realized it was a passion. And then once like covid happened and then i started like cooking i mean i always cook but like i i don't know i just got more passionate with cooking i've always loved to do events and stuff but i think yeah. that getting out of it trying something else you know not succeeding the way i wanted to and going back and then feeling valued going back it's fucking great yeah and realizing that you don't have to work a job just for the benefits and the pay you can also enjoy like, like what you're doing yeah there's hope guys there's hope <laughs> but i mean also if you want to just get money and you have to do what you gotta do i commend that too that's just not me i just yeah. i i'm not a i'm not a hustler i don't have the hustle mentality but even people who do hustle i feel like they like the hustle like that's true so i don't have a hustle hustle mentality i don't i yeah so i'm happy now would I have thought that I've been here? No. My dad had a catering company. I used to work with it all the time. I guess I liked it, but I don't think that I was going, I don't think that I thought I was going to fill those shoes. I thought that I was probably going to be more like my mom, more like in corporate world society. Interesting. Yeah. I think this is such a better fit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it, there's always an element that keeps it fresh because you get to explore new venues and there are new menu rollouts yeah. and new themes that you have to fit your menu Oh my God, to. this one I'm doing for, for I've been working on a proposal for next week is this place is called the Schoolhouse. They just redid the school and it's now a venue. There's like a pickleball oh. field. So like the main room is like the gym. And so this company what? is throwing a holiday party and they want like recess themes. <gasps> so I do the cool, like cool, like food for like recess and like, that's it's gonna be so, so much fun. fun. Wait, yeah. give me an example of some recess foods. Like- um, I don't know. I haven't really figured it out yet. Like, I think that 
I might do, there's these push pops that I've been doing lately that are like, I basically have put, like, there's this one thing that's like a mango pina cotta bite, oh. but then we, like, put it in the push pop, so it looks like those push pop ice cream. Yeah, and it's those probably really cute. pretty. Yeah, they're pretty. Orange and whatnot. But, like, we're going to get, cr- you know, I just did a David Buster's theme one, and did, like, um, that so 70s fun. theme yeah. one, the French I wonder one. if for the recess you could do, like, an upscale PB&J with, like, truffle and jam or something well we have remember we have that brie and raspberry yes. uh, grilled cheese which is so yes good. oh that would be great or the pop tarts we have see the guys this is so fun it is so much fun. and it's perfect for misha <laughs> anyways okay so what did you want to be when you were in high school um i also really struggled i i had an obsession that was scary was oh that was the wind i thought there was a ghost um I had this obsession with babies and pregnancy and labor. I thought it was just insane. And the body was so amazing and terrifying. And I was like, okay, I'll do that because that. What is that? Being a mom? Oh, no, sorry. Let me specify. <laughs> great point. Great point. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like once I really had to think about it, I was like, okay, what is something safe, but that interests me? And I thought nursing, like. So I specifically, once I got to college, was like, oh, I'll be a NICU nurse, which is neonatal intensive oh, care unit. Yeah. Ow. That's intense. I don't, people have medicine, it just about Which is so weird mind. because I think the version of me in high school and college would be able to handle that a lot better than the version of me now. I think I'm a lot more sensitive to like. Empathetic. Babies in an incubator and what the parents are going through. I think yeah, before you're be... like, oh, here's another baby. No, I d- <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just viewed it as like, oh, this is such an amazing opportunity to like care for these babies. But I think if I actually did that, I would be so emotionally overwhelmed yeah. and like weighed down. Yeah. And I think in the back of my head, I knew I didn't actually want to do that with my life. But in the theater world, like, how do you just become a full-time paid actor singer, you know? So I was also trying to be practical by shoving down those dreams. Um, And then I just got to a fork in the road in college where it was like, well, I can't do nursing classes and a theater degree anymore because I literally don't have the time. So after two years of that, I was like, what do I do? And I ended up finishing the theater degree and I have no regrets whatsoever because I was like, okay, passion over paycheck. If I'm doing something just for the money, I know I'm going to have regrets. I know I'm going to do the what if. Yeah. I may not even be satisfied in my day to day. I could be like super depressed. So let's go the route that is, you know, less stability, probably less money. And uh, spoiler alert, it is. It is way less money trying to be an actor. But on the plus side, you also were marrying a man that was potentially going to be making big bucks. So. That worked out great. <laughs> that's, that's like, oh, crap, I'm not going to make much money. Aaron. So it's all about to pay off next fall when Aaron starts I can't wait for it to pay off for us. As an attending. I can't wait for our trips, well, admit, our houses. <laughs> Aaron's going to listen to this and be like, wait, 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 wait. Our vacation homes. <laughs> oh, we can get some jet skis. <laughs> but even like the odd jobs that I've had to have on the side have still been fun. And like, I think my current one is by far my favorite working at a dog friendly brewery and like all my regulars are so nice and so generous. I've become friends with some of them. Like 
it still is a job. It's yeah. not something I want to be in for 30 more years. Yeah. But for what it is, there are so many perks. Overall, it's very low stress. Would I, as a kid, think that I would be working in a bar type setting? Never. Yeah, well, that's Even true. me five years ago would be like, never. Yeah. And I am so, so happy. And I've liked it more than... The- Although it's, it's a bar, but like... I feel like a brewery setting's different. It's like, way there's no more chill. liquor. No, it's way better. Sometimes I wish but... there was liquor so I could have a shot with my cider. <laughs> I still just wouldn't have accepted working in like an alcoholic beverage setting at all. Yeah. But it's been so much better than working in restaurants. Yeah. And I love it. I, I love the people I work around and with. And again, I think this is a great example of being happily surprised. Yeah. Well, do you so do you remember what you wanted to be as a kid? Yeah, I, as a kid, well, this is offensive, but, um, and I've maybe said this in another episode, but I had this phase where I thought I was really stupid. And even though I was like a straight A student, but I was never in honors classes and I just didn't, I couldn't comprehend how people could be like a doctor or a lawyer or like a CEO. And I just was like, well, I guess since I'm like pretty dumb, I'll just be a teacher. (laughs) And then even then I was like, and it has to be young, like no older than second grade. Because <laughs> oh, I don't know how to we do We love math. teachers. Yeah. And, oh my God. She, thank God she wasn't a teacher because she's a dummy. But also no, like the perspective of a child is so skewed because you don't realize how difficult it is to work with kids when you are a Oh kid. my God. No. Now I'm like, God bless all the teachers. All the teachers. They're so important. They work so much harder than kids even realize. And like, yeah, it's great to have breaks and summers off, but all the homework you take back and all the planning and prepping. I remember being like <sighs> doing homework and being like, teachers, they don't even want to, they don't even have to do the homework. All they have to do is grade it. They're not <laughs> even stressed. I'm like stressed about this paper. All they have to do is read it and grade it. I'm like, that's so sucks terrible. Too. Yeah. You know, as a kid, I wanted to be a news anchor. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Well, I also, as a kid before, again, the like less practical side of me wanted to be a famous singer mm. and I'd have dreams about it all the time. I never wanted to be famous, but I just was like, I don't know how to do that, so I guess I'll just be a teacher. You know what's funny to me, too, being especially a working woman, is I remember being in college being like, I'm going to be a working woman. I'm not going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to make my money, blah, blah, blah. And nowadays I'm like, you know, stay-at-home mom. I know it's hard, too, but, like, stay-at-home mom with kids are in school. And you wake up, you take the kids (laughs) to school, and then I know you got to clean. Listen, don't get me wrong. I know that stay-at-home mom is a full-time job too. I'm just saying that back in the day, I used to be like, stay-at-home mom. Now I'm like, I can do it. I, I can think, do it. Uh, until their school age. Yeah, no, I couldn't. That uh, would be no, they, no. so hard. I would lose my mind. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll like really enjoy my kids and maybe that will be different. I think part. <laughs> I think part-time is the best I could do. Which it's funny because even as a kid, I never imagined being a full time like. I'm surprised. I would have thought you would have wanted. To I'm surprised as well. Maybe it's for the best because you used to do some weird stuff with your Barbies. <laughs> what do you mean? Did you, did you just like make them go on like voyages and like people were getting murdered and like? Oh, that was like, more taking care of them. But, that like, was more they just like, me with like my twelve baby dolls. Exactly. Or whatever, but yes. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I guess I acknowledged that like I would have to make money until I got married for sure. And then even after the fact, like who knows? But um yeah, I am surprised that I never thought I'm about very that. surprised. I would have thought that you would have said that. I think best of both worlds would be like again, who knows since I don't actually have kids, but I think I would at least want part time work just to be around adults and like get a break. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm so social. I But think... sometimes adults are much worse than fucking kids. That's why I think splitting it would be a good happy median. All right. So we looked up the top choices for kids, what they say that they want to be when they grow up. And top choice for boys was being a professional athlete. And top choice for girls is being a teacher. Which is so fascinating. Yeah. A professional athlete gets like so much money, so much glory. I mean, not necessarily, but like probably the version that these kids are thinking of. Yeah. And a teacher is so different from just that. Gonna help. So basically, little girls are better than yeah, little boys. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, girls rule and boys, boys rule. rule. <laughs> uh, All right, let's just jump into a couple more. So we got spirituality. Yeah. So oh. that's a whole, again, if you're first time listening now, go back and listen to the, do we have two of those? Or yeah, two one? faith episodes. But you know what's crazy? Now that those are like two and a half, three years old. Yeah, yours has shifted a lot. I, I've even shifted more. Yeah, you have. Who's listening to this? She's a devil. Hey. She's a bad little bitch. She's a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, how did you identify in terms of spirituality, religion, faith? And where did you see yourself with that as an adult versus where you're at now? So I grew up in church. High school, did I never, I mean, I didn't want to go to church, but I had to. Mm-hmm. College, I didn't go to church unless I was at home. And even... Towards the end of college, I don't think, you know, no, my parents will maybe go to church. Then as an adult, living with my parents, I still had to go to church. Once I moved away. I don't away, know that I realized you lived with your parents after you graduated. Just for like two years. Oh, okay. Because remember, I came back home and went to school home. Okay. So, so as long as you were like mind. under their roof, roof I was going had to, to church go. for the most part. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, But then once I got out of my house I didn't really go um and right now I still don't I've had like waves of going every once in a while or like my parents especially like my dad was around too my parents were like they were both in choir and so I would like if they're like we're gonna perform something like that today I'm like all right I'll go support <laughs> um and I still do sometimes like that too like my mom will be like you should come to church this Sunday I'm like all right cool um, but I will say, my mom and I were talking about this the other day too, cause she was saying, you know, she grew up in church and then during college, like she didn't go to church. And even as like a young adult, she didn't go to church and my dad didn't either. But once they started having kids is when they were like, maybe we should find a church home. And I think that's how I feel. I feel mm-hmm. like now for now I'm good. But once I have kids, I do think that I'd want to find a church home just to like, just a good opportunity to meet people that have like similar values of family and life and bring your kids around kids that can like outside of like just a a group of friends that's not just from school or not just Mm -hmm. from the block so i think once we have kids and it'll i mean we'll see because wit also is a little different than me when it comes to religion like wit's very much more beliefs and spiritual than i i'm i'm spiritual but i also do have one foot in with religion too he really doesn't fuck with religion like that so it'll be interesting to see like 
because I also don't want to be the mom that takes the kids and the dad never goes to church. Yeah. I hate that. So he's going to I fucking church is what we basically what we just figured out is what the fuck is going to church. But you might also come around and be like, you know what? Maybe instead on Sunday mornings, like we just have a fun family meeting or we have a nature walk or, you know, like who knows when you actually have kids, you might not want to get up and go. That's or, true. That's true. Or Wick could change his mind and be like, I'm totally into this. That's true. I think it's hard to know for sure until you're in the day to day. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that that all makes sense. Yeah. So in terms of your actual beliefs and like your personal experiences, yeah. do you think anything has really shifted or changed? No, I don't think so. That's really interesting. I think I've always kind of been the same. I've always been I've always been a questioning Christian. Even as a kid, I've always asked a lot of questions. Like that doesn't make sense. A lot of times, my dad would be like, "Well, that's what faith is." I'm like, "But you're like not good enough." Not what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) How did Jesus do that? (laughs) Faith. Okay. All right. But like the grand scheme of things, I still think that it's valuable as long as it's not used for you know the wrong thing and. For the most part, I think that, I don't know, Christians that I grew up around were pretty normal. Your Christian group. Now, when you say normal, you mean like just open-minded, yeah, kind. Yeah, just yeah. like, you know, good human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're Christian. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up around a lot of your Christians. Yeah. I, uh, in terms of spirituality... Again, I don't need to dive in too much. Like, we could do a whole separate episode. You probably will again. But I am absolutely a million times different. I actually I, think I mentioned to somebody at Blue Plate that you weren't going to uh, Soul. Where were you going Soul for? And they were shocked. Really? Shocked. They're like, what? I was like, no, I don't think she really goes anymore. And they're like, wow, she loved that place. I think I'm like, now she I, hates it. No, I I'm don't. Just kidding. No, no. I'm just kidding. Of any religious institution I've ever been to, Soul City Church in Chicago is by far my favorite. Um, and they are the m- most like open-minded entity I've ever been to. But yeah, I mean, I-, I was not the same as you as a kid or teenager or even young adult. Where if something like bothered me or confused me or scared me, I would just shove it down and pray more and yep. Pray more, read more, blame myself and push on through. No, I would be the one at camp, but asking questions and probably with terrifying kids like you, where you'd be like, I never, I never thought about that. I'd be like, I'd probably ruin kids. I rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. You're like, no, I'm a Christian and I'm like, too. And I'm like, I'm a devil. I'm a bad little bitch. I'm a rebel. <laughs> and then, to really oversimplify everything, I would say the main things that contributed towards the downfall of my overzealous, super intense religious beliefs were, uh, you know, falling in love with someone who's way more open-minded and progressive. Than black. Um, and yeah, and also, I mean, being I guess friends that, that was- with. Uh, queer people and moving to Chicago, always being around theater people and comedians. And then 2020, where I was trapped alone with my thoughts all day, every day for over a year. And I had to address the things 
that bothered me and scared me and confused me. And now I would say I am definitely in my cynical phase where uh, I challenge and am bothered by things way more easier. I'm not like, well, it's still probably all good. I'm like, I don't know about that. Mm, that bothers me. Hmm. What does yeah, that mean? Yeah, now anything religious, you're like, no. It's triggering. It's like and I'm so, like, what? It's like so triggering. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. And I go back and forth with Soul City even. I've probably been like twice in the last year and a half. But even though that entity is so different than the churches that I've been raised in, I still feel like physically stressed That's upon crazy. walking in. That's crazy. Because also I can't just like sing praise songs anymore. I'll be like, why does he care so much that like these little ants worship him on a day-to-day basis? Like I'm, I overthink everything now. What? So I it's really stressful. That. Oh, and first of all, I'm not a fucking ant unless you're talking about PTV shit. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I overthink everything now and it's a whole different experience. You, so wait, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. I just don't, I, tr- I truly don't know how to define what I think or believe because I don't know. And that's very weird for me because I used to be a very black and white, super judgmental person. Yeah. And now, now you're like a great judgmental person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, I, I truly don't know. I, I don't know how to answer half the things that I was that's so really sure interesting. about. But I also realized so much of my faith was deeply fear-based. Yeah. Which and is that's terrifying. A, that's a not fun way to live. Mine was definitely not. Mine was just like, ooh, it's community Sunday. Sweet. We're going to get a little piece <laughs> of bread and some grape juice. <laughs> I mean, also, like, I was raised in, yeah, you're going to church every Sunday, probably every Wednesday as well. No ifs, ands, or buts unless you have, like, a fever. And then even when I went See, to college. See, but I did too. Even, but I loved it. But, but when I went to college, I still went to church every Sunday. I would usually go to most chapel every Monday. Like even when I wasn't held accountable, I would still go. I, had a, I only had a couple friends that did that in college. And then even after college, even in my 20s, I would go to church pretty much every Sunday. And it really shifted during the pandemic. That's when it all changed. I hated watching online. I would get so distracted. And then I was like, I'll never I forget when I, was, when I was watching online and I was going to the bathroom. I'm like, this feels Oh, wrong. yeah, we talked about this in an episode. This feels one time, wrong. One time I was listening while I was in the shower and I was like, this is very odd. <laughs> what were you doing in the shower? Just washing up. <laughs> Don't do friends. Jeez, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that could be a whole different topic. But, oh, my God, if, if even 25-year-old Holly knew that 31-year-old Holly what wasn't going to church at all she'd pass out and start praying she'd probably if it wasn't a sin kill herself oh my god (laughs) wow so who's the dark one now Uh, all right lastly before we take a little break money where do you think we'd be where do you think what do you think you'd have i mean i know for me i will never forget i graduated from college going on interviews i finally get a job they're like all right we're gonna offer you this and i literally was like but i went to college like it was it was like twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars. and this is what year 2009 early 2009 and what did you think it was gonna be (laughs) 
like 70, 75. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be making a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars real soon. I'm like just now touching that soon. Like I, I definitely, I think also like I remember seeing my mom's salary when we were doing my FAFSA. And again, I didn't think that we were rich. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. That's what I'll get. I think that definitely skewed your expectations. Yeah. Because I think a lot of rich youth doesn't think they're rich. They think they're average. Yeah. Like, I thought we were middle class. I mean, I think we still were middle class. We probably were, like, a little a little on the upper middle class. We weren't, like, 1% or, like, wealthy. But I just thought that that's just what happens. You just, you know, like... I thought I would have a house by but now. I mean, you still did have like a nice house in a nice area, multi-car yeah. family. Yeah. I think maybe for other people in your area, you felt average, but in terms of like the country, you yeah. were probably still upper class. Yeah. Well, not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when did you think you would ha- like own a home, and what kind, like? What did you think your lifestyle would look at and by what age? I mean, well, first of all, I this just shows the bouginess in me. I used to always be like, I don't know how people have kids and live in an apartment. Mm, yeah. I thought that was so weird. Like when I'd meet kids that lived in apartments when I was a kid, I'd be like Actually same. I'd be like, yeah. damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> your parents fucked up. And now I'm like, now I'm like our kids are going to be in an apartment. <laughs> like, I, you know, I grew up where, like, I was literally born and in the hospital when they were moving into our house and my mom's still in. And that, like, yeah. was not a starter home. Like, they did not, I take it back. They bought a house at that time was, like, perfect timing. They've redone it multiple, multiple times. But, like, so in my head, I'm like, I want my kid to be born and be in the house that we live in. I don't want them to... Have, have a starter home and then this. Where now it's like, who gives a fuck? Now you're like, I just want a home. Right. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. We'll be in a shack, apartment, <laughs> house, then maybe mansion. But I don't care. That's so funny. I think I, I had way less expectations in terms of money. I never really cared as long as I was comfortable and safe. But I didn't realize how much money goes into owning property and owning yeah, owning a home. And so I thought that that would come a lot easier. Yeah, there's friends where I'm like, I thought it'd be way cheaper. Like, what did, what am I, what, how, how, what am I doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What do we need to do? It's just, it still throws me off. I think you also know more homeowners than I do because, I'm again, eight years older than you somehow. Yes, but also I like working where I work. And even like all the medical people who are still in training, I I think a lot of people are just not there yet in my world. Yeah. So I, and I don't feel like, oh, poor me. I, I love the apartment that we're in. And there's a part of me that's like, damn, once we own, when something goes wrong or there's like you termites, we have termites. to pay for that. I mean, I hope not. Do we even get those? I don't know. <laughs> Termites. People in Arizona do, and it looks yeah. horrible. No, I don't think we get termites. But I did think I would own a house a lot earlier. At least a condo. But but not if I really broke it down and thought about it, I I, I probably would have realized that's not the case. But just as like a hypothetical that crossed my mind once or twice, I thought I would have a home before thirty. Yeah. 
but I really don't care that I don't have that yet. Like we're fine. I think we're aiming to buy a home in 2025 once we've got that good, good money. Yeah. For this segment, we're going to answer the question, what are we watching on the streaming platforms? Okay. You first, Misha. So you would think that I've already talked about this, but no, we haven't recorded in two years because it started in the middle of last year, probably. But let me give you a clue. I thought you were going to go. So I thought you've always watched Law and Order. No. So I last year started from the very first episode. There's 26 seasons. Each episode, season, I think, has like 18 episodes, I think. <laughs> so I started this a while ago, oh and then God. I was like, this is ridiculous. And so I stopped. But then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it again. And so I started back up this year. I think I'm in like season 11. Man, Dick Wolf does it every damn time. Every damn time. I don't know how you consume that much dark, disturbing shit. I watch it before it I go to bed. How? <laughs> Okay, Misha had this shit on in the background of a hotel for a bachelorette party we were at. And I was like, I realized I was like a little kid standing up glued to the TV. Yeah, because it's good. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, this kid. Oh, no. This is really bad. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. And Misha's like, oh, this is nothing. (laughs) There are way worse episodes. And I was like, what? It's so good. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I love it. I love it all. And I have to watch them in order because it just no, feels right. I'm just too disturbed of a soul, I guess. Meanwhile, what's the what's the name of yours? Oh, well, <laughs> Only Murders in the Building is a dark comedy. And despite the title, it's pretty lighthearted and silly. I, I started it but I never I only watched like the first three episodes a while ago and I never went back. I loved it. I love how weird the trio is of Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Yeah. I think that alone is fun. And the newest season, I didn't realize season three is out. So I watched that and in a recent episode there was an original song because part of the plot is that they're putting up a Broadway musical so they don't sing for no reason. Yeah. It's within the context of the show, which I appreciate. But um, this song is like a beautiful lullaby, and I've listened to it a thousand times. And the main singer is Meryl Streep, and then another person comes in and harmonizes. Huh. And it's called Look for the Light. Look it up on Spotify. It it's sounds the most like death. Beautiful little lullaby. Aww. I haven't finished the season, but I'm very excited and I love it. And I just binged Feel Good by Mae Martin. I think that's a less commonly known show. I don't know what that is. Also a dark comedy, but with a lot more drama, like a lot more intense moments sprinkled in. Mae Mar- Martin is a stand up comedian, and they have this show on Netflix with two seasons. Binged it, loved it. It was really good. Huh. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. So overall, you want to have expectations and hopes and goals because that helps motivate you and drive you. Yes. But it's all a balance because if you're constantly let down by life, 
that's going to be a really sad time. Yeah, that's why I set my expectations real low. <laughs> so then I always am doing the best in life. <laughs> I think with my anxious brain, I go through lots of possible outcomes. And I often think about worst case scenarios, but I also try to think, you know, what if the best happened? You know, or something I, good? I don't think I ever think about worst case scenarios. That's probably bad. See, that's what does that even mean? Contradictory to what you just said. No, I don't. Th- I don't think about you just worst don't case have scenarios. expectations at all. I have like, expectations, but that doesn't mean that I'm thinking what's the best and what's the worst that can happen. Fair. I'm just thinking of like what's going to happen. Hmm. Worst case scenario in my head is being like, what is the potential worst possible thing that could come out of what I'm about to do? I yep. never think about that. Oh, that goes through my brain all the I time. I never think about that. And that's what I'm I'll trying be like, to I'll figure on. that out once it's bad. Actually, from a past episode, there is something I will never forget. And it was try to imagine <clears throat> things going right. This chair's got to be like, loud. Sorry. Yeah, Misha's been squeaking around. Sorry. But but to try and imagine things just going well, like a boring average outcome. Because I think anxious people often think about like a really crazy good outcome and then a really crazy bad one. But like sometimes things are much simpler than we expect. Most times. Yeah. Yeah. So we found this list of how to manage expectations. First one is to ask yourself what you're expecting from a situation. Yep. Second one is look for the positives and what you already have. Then you remind yourself that social media posts aren't always realistic. And we didn't even get into that, but man, social media can really fuck your expectations up. And we're just, we all have to remember that no one is going to put on their shit how bad of a day they are. Well, actually, I take that back. This new generation it's will literally cry on their fucking stories. But us, we, we don't put on their like, fuck. I fucked up bad today. Either yeah. we'll put something like something bad happened to me. Right. Or, but we're never like putting blame good. on ourselves for fucking some shit up. You're right? still looking for sympathy. You're exactly. still looking to be the better person. Exactly. And the people who like cry on TikTok or Instagram and show that it's still, it's still technically something that they have edited and designed. Exactly. And it's not totally authentic. No. Um, yeah. There are studies that have shown people who spend more time on social media are less happy. Yeah. So take that with... A grain of pepper. <laughs> and then what's our last one? Don't beat yourself up for feeling disappointed. Yeah, just because life is disappointing, guys. So mm-hmm. just... It's all about balance. Roll with the punches. So well. we know this was a longer episode, but we haven't been back in a while and we got excited and we really did we talked a lot but hopefully you had a good time yes we will be back we're not going to tell you when because we're not going to set expectations for you <laughs> you guys need to live into the reality and so we will be back when we be back but hopefully it'll be more than how it has been seeing as though the last time was a year and a half yeah <laughs> oh no two years right uh two years almost exactly Shit. maybe a little over two years. so yeah we're working on it we miss it we might not have as much like crazy content online because that shit took so long on our social media. Yeah. When it comes to episodes, this is our passion. We love it. And once Holly really makes it big, I'm just going <laughs> to ride on the coattails. As you can see, this is what I'm doing. Aaron is going to become a doctor. Uh, we're going to live a good life. And then Holly is going to then become famous. And then we're going to pick this up and go on the road. <laughs> that would be so fun. Also, you know, 
even if we're not famous and this hasn't blown up yet, if you are a person with, with power and you like this and you want to give us some opportunities, hit, hit us, us up. up. Hit us I would up. love to take this on tour with live audiences. Please. All right. Well, that's it for uh, for now. <laughs> we're a little rusty. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> this is Loud. And Louder with, with Hallie, Hallie and Misha. Misha.